You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is part two of my interview with Barry J., filmmaker and founder of Barry's Bootcamp, as we talk about his new thriller, The Way Out. This interview discusses the sensitive topics of alcoholism, sobriety, abuse, loneliness, and suicide. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview, call me Adam.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I am so excited to be back in the closet where I conduct all of my video and podcast interviews. And today I am getting to interview Barry J. Hi, Adam. It's so good to see you and good to be back. It's so great to have you back. I'm so excited to talk about your new movie, The Way Out. So like there, there are actors I've spoken to who like can't watch themselves, um, their performances. So what is it like for you to watch the completed film, you know, when it's done? Because um, like, do you do you squirm? Do you watch it and just and like you have this huge smile on your face because of, you know, the big accomplishment it was? Do you like as you're watching it, you're like, oh, I wish I did that differently. I wish I did that differently. Those are good questions. And I can tell you that all of them happened um, so much to the point where I don't know for people who don't know what a picture locked means. It's like, that's it. Like you're no more changes. And after the picture was locked and completely done, I unlocked it. People were like, I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> oh but my God. I'm not, I mean, I'm not winning friends. <laughs> <laughs> you have to just reopen everything and restart, but it was worth it to me because after living with it for a few weeks in completion, I saw areas not lengthen, but to tighten. Mm. Um, and I'm glad I did it. I'm absolutely glad I did it. And I had Mike's blessing when he saw some of the changes. And I say that because Mike was a mentor and a drill instructor and somebody I really looked up to. I'm very defensive with when I finish a script. I'm not proud of this. I'm just being honest. Um, so as soon as you want to change something, I want to start giving you the argument as to why not. Mm -hmm. And somehow Mike was able to melt that wall away. I knew I could trust him. I felt like, okay, ego, you have no business being here. This guy wants you to do really well. And from that moment on, it was like, I just kept checking in with Mike. Mm -hmm. And so he, he liked the tightening a lot. Mm -hmm. He liked it a lot. Um, it, and because it needed it. I'm not gonna say it wasn't perfect and not no movie is perfect, but it needed it. Um, it also, like I went through the squirming period when looking at it, especially the flashback. I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, there's no way I wasn't going to squirm. <laughs> but I feel like I've seen it enough at this point where I don't squirm as much. Mm -hmm. um, this film was the last step for me in the name of honesty mm. with my family. Mm -hmm. They were all unaware. Now, my mom and dad and my sister have passed. Mm -hmm. um, but I have nieces and, you know, all that kind of stuff um, who loved their poppy, my dad mm -hmm. and um, complete. And my cousin, you know, my cousin, Karen, who's like BJ, she goes, I wish 
had an inkling as to how horrible it was in that house. I knew it was bad, but I didn't know how bad it was. And she hasn't seen the movie. She just read one interview. And so this movie is me saying, here, guys, time you know. Mm -hmm. Mm. And that might be a really forward way of, <laughs> of telling them. Yes. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I had to live through it. They could live through it, you know? Exactly. And they get to live through it in an hour and 34 minutes. Yes. <laughs> nice and short. I also want them to draw their own conclusions. I don't want to paint a bad picture and ruin their memory. Mm the love they have with my dad because mm -hmm. he was their experience with him is different i had a different experience so i didn't want to spoil their experience just because my experience sucked right so, so yeah so the movie served a lot of those hard to watch yes found things and fixed it in time because i even though it was locked i thought there is still time <laughs> Not out yet. <laughs> so now we know who holds the key. <laughs> yes. Like, all right, this is not going to go over well, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it it is better for it, and 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 I to get rid of the squirming. I kept reminding myself that I've taken a, a, a negative, and Mike reminded me of this. Like I've taken something completely negative and traumatic, and turned it into this beautiful message of hope and forgiveness yes and he goes you can take a negative and make it a positive like that that's that's great so i do feel like it was an opportunity to do that yes i see like you know what i survived a lot priceline presents go to your happy price what's up it's kaylee cuoco when it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I mean, when, when I read, um, I mean, I, I read in the press notes, uh, that it was, you know, based upon your life. It's like knowing that and then watching the movie, it's like you endeared so much. And it's like to see where you are now, it's like, wow. I mean, like, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, not to get, you know, but far back, there were times where I thought death, not being here was a better option than being here. I never wanted to actually go through with it. I just kept thinking, what is the solution? I kind of held on to it like in my back pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, if this just keeps on being horrible, at least I can always do that. Mm -hmm. And that's a really bad place to start life when you leave home. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really bad way to feel living at home. Mm -hmm. I was scared 
at school. I was scared at home. I was scared in the neighborhood. I mean, it was just, it was just hard, but there was a tiny little part of me that thought it can't, it can't be like this forever. At some point, I'm going to be out of this hell house, be out of this godforsaken neighborhood and gotten that godforsaken school and it'll be different. I don't know how, but it won't be like this. And I am, and look, for a lot of years, it was, I made it bad because I was abused and I was broken and damaged and, and, and using and drinking. And so I couldn't really assemble a great life and I had so much anger, but eventually here we are. And when I look back and I think about the time I was like on the suicide hotline, you know, waiting to talk to somebody, having literally a dollar 25 to my name. And for those of you who remember call waiting, having my friend Betsy on the other end of the phone, um, waiting with me to make sure I talk to somebody. Oh, wow. Is a big difference than where I'm at right now. And that, that, to me, that's what being a survivor is, is just hanging in there, not giving up, trusting it'll get better. It's certainly couldn't have gotten worse. <laughs> um, maybe you could have, <laughs> but I didn't need it to. Um, <laughs> so, so that's what it was all about. If, I think if I, cause you know, it's talked about, you know, the, the, the suicide as an option is talked about in the movie. And I, I would love it if the message gets out there. You know, at one time I answered phones for the Trevor Project, and that's why I've been on the other end of that phone. And I cannot tell you, please, please, please hang in there. It is absolutely worth it. Going away would be going away because of temporary problems. I know they're horrible. I know they're the worst, but they are temporary. And you don't want a long-term solution for a temporary problem. Right. That's what my mom used to tell me growing up, that suicide was a permanent solution to a temporary problem. So right. She's yeah. so right. It's just, I would have missed all this. Mm-hmm to miss all this i would have missed opening berries and all the wonderful people who've come through that door and people who love it you know um i i would have hated to have missed all this mm-hmm. my husband dogs everything just i have a life you know yeah I, and i love i i love the message that you that you were just talking about that you know for as bad as everything was you always had that glimmer that it, it has to get better and and you were able to hold on to that and i think that's just so important to make sure people hear that, you know, that absolutely. Yeah. It, you got to find wherever you can find joy, find it. I mean, I found peace and quiet in an empty storage bin in the basement of the apartments across the street. Mm-hmm. It sounds ridiculous or, or sad, but the truth is I found a place to be left alone, to do what I want, draw what I want, read my horror magazine. You know, it was, find i don't care what it is find some way of finding some private joy um that you can hold on to ever see a dog that was like hit by a car and they come out completely bandaged and their legs and this and and the cone and their tail is going like this Mm -hmm. i think that's all i had i had yeah from everything above the tail was (laughs) broken and and needed to heal but i still have a little tag wailing I, i just I just thought maybe there's just still reasons to be happy, whether it's my horror magazines or an album of a Broadway show or, or whatever it was, I, I found my own joy with myself. 
and now I didn't I didn't look to others for it. So now I just want to sort of take things in a slightly different direction. When you're writing a movie, um, what kind of boundaries do you put up to help you stay focused? And so like it stems from like I saw an interview with Celine Dion one time where when she goes out on tour, she doesn't speak between shows so she can preserve her voice. She writes everything down. Okay, that's great. Um, for Celine, I love that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm a loner by nature. Um, which is probably why I gravitated toward writing because it's something I can do in a dark room alone. And that's how I prefer to do it. Mm. I mean, I, I feel like the darker the room, the more this screen becomes my world. Uh -huh. And I can get lost once the characters start actually speaking to me. And I don't know if anyone who's not a writer, once you develop the characters and start writing their dialogue, you start hearing voices. Um, good voices like you can actually hear them doing the dialogue and they start almost writing it for you in my experience um so yeah that's you know a, a horror movie with the sound off in the background creepy music maybe you know on the on the computer playing while i'm writing um a candle maybe lit or just maybe pitch blackness just mm. blackness and the only thing is me in the screen wow. so it, it, i need night 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 like i will be more creative after nine o'clock at night than i would at any time during the day and how do you decompress after you write a movie or a film well when i finish a script i always have a treat uh -huh. and whether that's pink box donuts or 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 a pizza you know, it's gonna be food. I mean, I don't drink juice. <laughs> I don't smoke. Right. <laughs> you know? so, I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, I used to do things like take myself to Disneyland, but I'd rather have the pizza. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's always some sort of end of finishing a script ritual. But um, just to decompress in general, I need to do something mindless and fun. And I'll be like, I'm staring at a screen, I'm knee deep in the story, the whole thing is traumatizing. I need to go play PS4, Star Wars Battlefront 2. <laughs> <laughs> Just go try to save the, save the galaxy. <laughs> I love that, I love that. The new 2023 Ford Escape is the perfect getaway car. Featuring an available 13.1-inch center stack screen, 360-degree camera, and Bang & Olufsen sound system and spatial flexibility for extra legroom. The new 2023 Ford Escape. Learn more at Ford.com. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. And how long after you finish a film do you start working on the next one? Or how long does it take you to write a film? Uh, I'm pretty fast. When inspired, um, I just literally two days ago finished the first draft of a Christmas movie, my first. Oh, wow. Inspired by my sister who passed in October and she watched Christmas movies every day, all day, no matter the year, no matter what time of year. Wow. And when I was in hospice with her at, at home, mm -hmm. um, I was on the couch with her and in bed with her until her last breath watching Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh my gosh. So it was kind of amazing to be able to pay homage to her 
and, and write a Christmas movie based on a, a woman who stays home and watches them every single day. Well, since you since you write so many thrillers and you did mention a little bit about scary things in life, what what are some things you are scared of in real life? Oh, a lot. I wish I could say I was not a fearful person, but I am almost a fear based person. Mm -hmm. When living in L.A. and I lived through the big earthquake um, in 94, uh -huh. which was what is today? The 16th? Tomorrow yes. anniversary. It was January 17. I'll never forget it. Oh, wow. Um, Every single day, not just a little, every single day I was afraid of earthquakes. I get into a car, I'm afraid of car accidents. I get into a plane, I'm afraid of a plane crash. I'm afraid of disaster. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to live to be 103, and I don't want any of those elements <laughs> getting in the way of that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there are some personal stuff intimacy and stuff I still have fears around mm -hmm. but I have tools I didn't used to have tools mm -hmm. I have recovery and I have people who understand and therapy and all that kind of stuff who 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 help me get through the scary stuff mm -hmm. I'm scared I'm gonna make a movie you know will I fuck it up will it do well mm -hmm. Will I be glad with every decision I made? Will I watch it and still love it? You know, I just, it's scary. You yeah. know, to me, it is. So, like, I don't love being fear-based, mm -hmm. but I have faith. I didn't used to. Mm. So fear with faith is a really different experience than fear without faith. Yes. And as far as, oh, to answer, I'm sorry, you asked, when do I start writing something? Um, when in, I mean... I've got two screenplays going simultaneously, Serial Killer and Christmas. Oh my God. <laughs> it just so happens that I got inspired for each of them at the same time. That wasn't the plan. Mm -hmm. I am one at a time. And usually a script will start right after a move. Once I'm in production, I'm not writing. Uh -huh. I'm 110% I'm, I'm focused on the production, the post-production. But once that's done, I mean, you know, God, I'm a dancer. A dancer dances. I, I, I write. I just, I need to write. I want to write. I only think about what am I going to write next. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as I've got the time again, it starts up. So my last few questions um, before we wrap up are just sort of like rapid fire questions. Okay. Um, I know you kind of answered this before, but favorite place to write? Uh, favorite place is my room in the dark. Second favorite. A hotel room in the dark. I love hotel rooms. I once went to a cabin in Big Bear to write a horror movie, and it was amazing. Alone in the dark in a cabin. Oh my God. In the woods. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I was terrified. <laughs> I <laughs> could understand. <laughs> so, it's okay being fear based because I sort of, I, I've lived with fear my whole life. Right. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Uh, favorite way to spend your day off? Um, puppies. Aww. Puppies for sure. With my husband. Um, his name is also Barry, but others call him Baz. <laughs> but you know, it's really funny because writing is how I love spending my days off. Mm. He told me I had three days to do absolutely nothing. I'd bring my laptop wherever it is and I would just say, oh my God, I could write for three days. <laughs> Movies. I'm a cinephile. I'm a really 
really the hardcore cinephile. Um, so I would watch movies. I'd rewatch movies, watch my favorites. I learn. I like to learn from the directors that I love so much, from everyone from John Carpenter to Scorsese. You know, learn such different things and great things from both. Yes. You know, so um, if you're serious at all about directing, you, you've got to watch great directors. Mm -hmm. I do that. I watch movies. That's it. I love that. Movies, writing, dogs, husband. What more do you need? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and if you could dream about anybody while you sleep, who would it be? Ryan Reynolds. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> and by the way, if you asked every person who knows me that question without hesitation, they'd say, oh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You'll have to write a movie with a role for him. You'll have to write a like, role for him. So to be honest, The Way Out, uh -huh. he, so if you saw Amityville Horror. Yes. Ryan Reynolds was the Shane in my mind while writing. Uh, oh, I didn't see the remake. I, I've only seen the original. Oh, Adam, next movie up, please. Okay. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. Okay. It's good, but it's also sort of where he revealed being like in the best shape of human possibly can be. That uh, character he played really stayed with me. Not because but i love that movie and that character was so intimidating mm. that i wanted that for shane so in my head in my, just in my head was i kept seeing that you know well my last question to to um round things out is what is something you'd like to share with my audience about yourself that we maybe didn't get to talk about not maybe but that we didn't get to talk about I mean, I'd like to share with myself. I've kind of shared so much. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm a dog rescue advocate, uh, Christmas junkie, Star Wars junkie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess a lot of it comes through in my writing. And I, I, I guess, like, my Instagram is mostly motivational quotes or life lesson quotes or survivor quotes. Yeah. Which has really been a turn for me. I just, I couldn't take, I, and I judge not. But I couldn't do one more selfie. Mm. Just couldn't. And I like being on Instagram because I like seeing what my friends are up to. You know, the ones that I can't be near. But I, I, I think the message I want is, I am. I mean, good Lord knows, I'm a work in progress. I am. I mean, the very rough. Um, do the work. You know, I think I've done a lot of work to get where I am today. I don't know if people know that. It took not just sobriety and therapy, but who to be with, how to speak up for myself, who not to be with, you know, um, boundaries. I've had to learn boundaries late in life. Um, we never stop growing and we should never stop trying to grow. And um, yeah, I just think that's the most important thing is it can all happen if you do the work. And I, did, I, I really do believe I did a lot of work to get where I am. And I'm also not nearly done. Well, that's great that you still have a whole lot of living to do. Oh, yes. <laughs> there's a musical, there's a musical movie reference for you or musical theater reference for you. I got called back for Bring Back Birdie there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get in, so I put the Kanahar on it and it closed overnight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it 
Well, Barry, I, I can't thank you enough for your time today, for joining me today. And everybody watching, you have to watch The Way Out. Well, I can't wait for everybody to see this film. It is definitely will keep you on the edge of your seat. It is, uh, it is heavy. It is thought-provoking. And you will be amazed by all the performances and, of course, by Barry's writing and directing. Oh, Adam, thank you. You're you are welcome. always love talking with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, when uh, hopefully we'll get to talk again when your um, Christmas movie comes out, because that would be fun to talk about. We love that. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him, had him, live for the business of show. Call me Adam.com.